This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Americans hit the road. It really is a kickoff to a return to travel for so many people. Morning begins. In San Jose. We will heal and we'll heal together. Tulsa Massacre Memorial canceled. We are remembering and we are going to still rise. Good morning. I'm Deborah Rodriguez with the CBS World News Roundup. The Memorial Day weekend getaway is on, and Americans are hopping planes, trains, and packing into cars to get out of Dodge. And they're doing it in record post-pandemic numbers. We've been cooped up in our houses for so long that it's really fun to have an opportunity to finally get out. One in four say they're traveling over the next few days, many for the first time in more than a year. Correspondent Errol Barnett begins our coverage on the road in northern New Jersey. The good news is we're moving, but the bad news is it is early. We're moving southbound down the New Jersey Turnpike right now. This is a major artery, of course, and as I speak to people, and what we hear again and again and again is that after 14 months under lockdown, folks are just desperate to reconnect. I'm Jim Crisula along Interstate 40 in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I try not to drive, but um, Memorial Day weekend, we, we go everywhere. He and his family are headed to the South Carolina coast and estimated 37 million Americans will hit the road or take to the sky. That will be up 60% from last year, but still below pre-pandemic levels. Many tourist spots are coming alive this weekend, as we hear from Dave Cohen in New Orleans. Starting this weekend, New Orleans is allowing parades to return to the streets for the first time in over a year, a key part of the city's culture. Also important to the Big Easy, letting bars stay open all night again. Having a closing time during the pandemic was a foreign concept. 52.1% of the eligible population are fully vaccinated in New Orleans. New Orleans spokesman Bo Tidwell says they're on track for 70% fully vaccinated by the 4th of July. In some places, the weather won't cooperate this weekend. CBS meteorologist Jeff Paradelli. In Wisconsin, it is snowing. At the end of May, this storm is going to slowly move to the east, and we're going to see waves of rain, maybe two to four inches of rain in places like New Jersey and New York City. Record low maximum temperatures with highs only in the 50s on Saturday and really even into Sunday. In San Jose, California, new information shows the man who killed nine co-workers, then himself, 
at the Valley Transportation Authority this week, planned his attack for years. We've also learned Samuel Cassidy was scheduled for a disciplinary hearing the morning of the massacre. CBS's Lilia Luciano is near the scene. Hundreds gathered in downtown San Jose to honor those killed in the rail yard shooting. He was the most selfless man ever. He did everything for everybody. Audrey Romo's family waited 12 hours Wednesday to learn that her father, Timothy Michael Romo, was one of the victims. Paul Mejia. Another one of the victims, 42-year-old Paul Mejia, is being remembered as a selfless family man. We love you. Yesterday was the saddest moment of my life. His father, Leonard, says he lost his best friend and is heartbroken thinking about all the big events the married father of four will miss. Graduation. His dad's not going to be there. The Senate stayed up late, debating a bill to create an independent commission to investigate the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. A vote is expected later today, and it may not go Democrats' way. Correspondent Chris Van Cleve. Republican leaders are against the effort. I do not believe the additional extraneous commission would uncover crucial new facts or promote healing. Democrats say it's essential to investigate the lead-up to January 6th. There's no excuse for a Republican not to vote for this unless they don't want to hear the truth. Senator Lisa Murkowski, a moderate Republican, agrees. We just can't pretend that nothing bad happened or that people just got too excitable. Something bad happened. And it's important to lay that out. Russian hackers may be at it again. Correspondent Cammie McCormick has details on the latest reported breach. Hackers linked to Russia's main intelligence agency are believed to have seized an email system used by the State Department, according to the New York Times. This involved USAID, an international aid agency, and the goal was reportedly to track human rights groups critical of Russian President Putin. This comes just weeks ahead of a summit between Putin and President Biden, and it may be the same group behind the solar winds cyber attack, but was detected much faster this time. A major event this Monday marking the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa, Oklahoma race massacre has been canceled. It was billed as a tribute to the hundreds of black people killed or injured by a white mob. But CBS News has learned survivors and their descendants were demanding $1 million each. Organizers say they couldn't come up with the money in time. This woman is taking the news in stride. The disappointment has already happened when they burned Wall Street down. So right now, we don't have no more time to be disappointed. Right now, all we have is energy to rise and do better and continue to build and rebuild. Bill Cosby is sticking with prison. The 83-year-old TV star has been denied parole again after refusing a treatment program for sex offenders. Cosby serving three to ten years in Pennsylvania for sex assault. A search continues for ten people missing off the Florida Keys. The Coast Guard says survivors told them their boat capsized sometime Wednesday evening. A Coast Guard cutter crew was on routine patrol when it spotted several people in the water. At about 1 p.m. Thursday, they say they rescued eight and found two sets of remains. The Coast Guard confirmed the boat was carrying Cuban migrants trying to make it here to Florida. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. The Southwest passenger accused of hitting a flight attendant, knocking out two of her teeth, has been grounded. The airline says Viviana Quinones is banned from Southwest permanently. She's charged with a felony count of battery. More countries are opening their borders to tourists, but that doesn't mean travelers can forget about COVID testing, vaccines, or face masks. CBS News travel editor Peter Greenberg. 
Pittsburgh. In some cases, you'll have to continue to get tested multiple times as a requirement to enter and stay in these countries. And if you're returning to the U.S., you must get a negative COVID-19 test in order to fly home, even if you've been vaccinated. The real voice behind a popular R&B duo has been silenced forever. Vanilli was famously outed for lip-syncing in the late 80s, but John Davis was one of the true voices of the duo. His family confirms he died of coronavirus, asking fans on Facebook to give him one final round of applause. The group sold millions of records and won a Grammy for Best New Artist in 1990. Davis was 66. Monica Ricks, CBS News. L.A. pitcher Shohei Otani is just fine. Angels manager Joe Madden says his hurling ace missed his start against Oakland because he couldn't get to the game on time. The bus coming over, I guess there was an accident on the Bay Bridge, and they had to go on back and jump on the BART. There was an issue with the transfer on the BART. Angels lost to the A's 5-0. And that's the World News Roundup for Friday, May 28th. Produced by Paul Ferry. I'm Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder... Had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.